Hey, everybody, this is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just want to say a couple of words on behalf of the sponsor that I'm working with to help folks get out of the stock market and into precious metals as far as their 401k and their retirement accounts. Now, we all know that the de-dollarization process is accelerating with every passing day. We've seen a historic year in terms of bank closures, starting with Silicon Valley Bank. Just recently, it was announced that in one week, 64 brick and mortar locations and these are all subsidiaries and branches of the big Wall Street banks like PNC, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. They're all consolidating. They're selling off their brick and mortar locations. They're getting ready for this big black swan event that all of us have been anticipating. And we all know, folks, that this trend that we've been seeing happening all over the world, this de-dollarization process is only going to accelerate into 2024. And so we have a narrow opportunity to get out of the rigged stock market casino and to take all of the wealth that we've spent an entire lifetime earning and accumulating and protect it with precious metals. Not only that, we're seeing gold and silver prices hitting new highs. My suspicion is we're going to see that trend continue and that glass ceiling that the cabal has suppressed precious metals with is going to break very, very soon. So not only are you going to be in a position to protect your wealth, you're also going to be in a position in my view, to profit from this very wise move. So I highly urge everybody out there to click that link in the description for patriotundergroundgold.com. You'll see how easy this process is, folks. This is an incredible company that I'm working with. I only bring the best to my audience. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out. Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is Patriot Underground. Today is February 3rd, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So I'm going to do a little coffee chat this morning, and I'm coming to you guys today from one of my favorite spots. I've done coffee chats from here before. It's a nice little uh, parking lot, parking area right on the lake, pretty close to my house. And uh, I come here pretty often, sometimes when I'm recording, sometimes when I just need to think and just kind of process everything that's happened. Certainly, there's been a lot that's been going on lately. Um, you guys know that we're really going back to uh, December, <laughs> my interview with Mike Gill and then my interviews with uh, Jim Willie recently. Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, uh, chaos on the channel. Um, not really because I intended it that way, obviously. Uh, I think folks know that I'm not really inclined to do interviews where <laughs> things get controversial and uh, you know fiery and so forth. I mean, sometimes that happens, but that's never really my aim. And uh, you know, when I think about these past couple of months, I'm like, wow, <laughs> things have been really wild and crazy. But it's also been a really important learning experience for me, and I think that's kind of. For the most part, what I wanted to reflect on this morning, and uh, certainly folks know that, uh, well, I'll, I guess I'll just kind of talk a little bit about Jim Willie. Uh, I did a coffee chat a couple of weeks ago after my first interview with him, and, uh, you know, just kind of explained where I was at with that whole situation, and, I mean, at that point in time, I was pretty shocked, and, uh, I have to say, very disappointed with the way that that conversation went. And I was not really thinking that I was going to have a follow-up conversation with Jim 
um, so soon. I mean, I did say during that coffee chat that I fully intended to have him come back on the show and that people could make up their own minds as to whether or not they wanted to tune in, but I didn't think that it was going to be that quick uh, of a turnaround. And, uh, you know, so what happened essentially was uh, a couple of days went by after that interview or after that coffee chat and I uh, got an email from Jim and um, he was really adamant about wanting to come back on the show to clarify the things he said, to soften his position. That was the phrase that he used. And, um, you know, we ended up having a conversation, a phone conversation, not a phone conversation, but a, a Zoom that we didn't record. Uh, prior to recording the second interview where we hashed out a lot of our differences of opinion and so on and um, ultimately decided to do that second interview I thought that it was gonna I thought that Jim was going to walk back his statements about Trump um, and unfortunately he pretty much doubled down on him I mean, he used less inflammatory language he didn't say the same things that he said in the first interview, but he didn't also back away from his overall perspective or opinion, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the business of trying to control people's opinions or control what they say, um, but I was hoping that he would recognize that the things that he said, because he couldn't substantiate them, especially in front of a, a MAGA audience, uh, well, that he was going to backtrack and basically uh, maybe say that he's concerned about some of Trump's relationships, perhaps even his connection to Epstein and things like that. I mean, those are, as far as I'm concerned, legitimate topics to discuss because it's out there. I mean, we already know the real truth. And that's I kind of the whole point is that Jim didn't tell us anything that we'd done, we didn't already know. And... Uh, for the most part, I mean, there are certain people in the audience who uh, were very supportive of the direction that he's going. But for the most part, I think uh, the audience is in agreement with me that, um, you know, we're not on the same page. So uh, I was very disappointed with the way that that went. I still view Jim as a, as a friend and uh, somebody that I have enormous respect for. He is undoubtedly as I say all the time, one of the best financial forecasters in the world. He's a go-to source for me as far as uh, information pertaining to the whole economic front. And certainly, um, really, prior to this incident, I guess you could say, um, for this pivot that he's taken, um, I've respected his viewpoints and really uh, been pretty well aligned and resonating with uh, his narrative and his commentary on most issues but you know, sometimes these things happen and uh, it was it was jarring for me I know it was jarring for a lot of people out there in the audience and um, you know, I guess it's just an example of uh, you know the idea that we can't really put our faith in any one particular person or you know narrative or or even, uh, I guess you could say, uh, you know, sort of division within the patriot movement. We know that there's a lot of people out there who are pushing different narratives. And um, 
I mean, it's, it's to be expected. We know that the deep state has infiltrated alternative media. As a matter of fact, this was a big, big topic of conversation that I had uh, with Michelle Moore. And I'm not suggesting that Jim Willie is deep state, by the way. I want to be very clear about that. Um, people out there can make up their own minds about you know, that whole situation. I personally have never had a moment where I've questioned Jim's integrity overall. And um, I'm not in a position where I can really make any judgments or come to any conclusions as to why he made those statements as to whether or not he really believes that information or whether or not he's being prompted to do it. People have to make up their own minds, but uh, I'm not communicating to any to anybody out there that I think that, that Jim is a bad guy, okay? I just want to make sure I'm clear about that. Um, you know, it is possible, given the fact that we're in 2024, and let's be honest, all of us expected that this process was going to be over by now, you know, going back a couple of years, and you know, I think we're all battle fatigued. We're all, I think, at some level, a little bit cynical about everything that's happened. And uh, so, you know, the point I'm making is, is I think there are a lot of people out there who are patriots, who are good people, um, that have just gotten to a point where they just don't have the same overall outlook. You know, they don't have the same overall faith in the plan, I guess, at this stage. And who knows, maybe that's, you know, where Jim falls. Maybe that's just what he genuinely believes. And let's not forget, I mean, he also has sources. He's been very clear about that. And uh, this information that he's getting about Trump, which I don't think is good information, uh, is coming from a source or sources. So I guess you're going to have to process that. You have to come to your own conclusions. But... I'm not suggesting that Jim is a bad guy. I really don't, uh, I don't want there to be any confusion about that. I mean, moving forward, uh, probably gonna be a little bit more uh, sporadic in terms of, I mean, if he continues to go down this road and, and, and double down on this narrative with Trump, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to continually put that on my platform. Uh, and this is gonna sort of lead me into my next subject that I wanted to get into, which is the whole idea of you know, controlled opposition in alternative media. And again, I'm not saying that Jim is, but what I am saying is that I don't want my platform to be associated with what I consider to be disinformation. And um, so I'm just going to leave it at that. But let's talk a little bit about controlled opposition. A lot of people out there really, really liked my interview with Michelle Moore. And I have to say it was a great conversation. Um, I really enjoyed it. You never know when you when you're talking to somebody I mean you I listened to her I've listened to her for uh, a decent amount of time now and uh, it's always interesting to me because I get the opportunity to talk to these people that all of us listen to and uh, you know there's there's this kind of there's this mystery I guess you know that you never know whether or not there's going to be chemistry there you see the person, you listen to the person, but you never know whether there's going to be like a real connection, you know. So uh, Michelle and I, we had a we had a phone conversation about a week ago, and uh, this all really 
came to pass because um, I was looking to get Mike Gill on the show and I was trying to reach out to him and I actually uh, wanted to get in touch with Michelle as well because I was very interested in talking to her and getting her on the show and Dr. Scott Young put me in touch with her and that's kind of what led, <clears throat> excuse me, to the, uh, to the Mike Gill interview and then ultimately to, to having Michelle on the show. But we had a great conversation on the phone and uh, she shared a lot of the parts of her story that uh, she got into during the interview. And I thought to myself, all right, I think this person is going to be a really, a really solid addition, you know, to my, to my uh, rotation of guests on the show, because she's talking about a lot of things that I'm resonating with right off the bat. And I know that my audience is going to resonate as well. So we had this great phone conversation, but, um, and even still, you don't really know if that's going to translate into a good interview. And fortunately, it did. We had a really, really interesting conversation. And a lot of people had really, really positive responses in the comments and so forth. But then it was interesting because yesterday, I go on before it's news basically every day just to kind of you know, see what's going on. I think uh, it's a pretty good website to to go and get a sort of snapshot of what everybody out there is talking about in alternative media and so forth. And as you folks know, I'm sure you guys use uh, go to before it's news and my content is very frequently featured in the trending videos. And uh, that's a, my goodness, I could probably do a whole coffee chat on how strange that is given the fact that I did my first episode talking about before it's news and then eventually, you know, my own content started trending on that website it's uh sort of surreal in a sense but not the point i'm making here so basically what happened was i went and i looked on before it's news and uh sure enough the video was number one and uh thought to myself well that's pretty cool i didn't think it was going to be as popular as as it actually was and uh you know, people started listening to it, resonating with it, and it started to trend on Before It's News, and it was at number one for most of the day yesterday. And all of a sudden, I went to Before It's News just to kind of see what was going on, to see if it was still, uh, you know, doing well, and lo and behold, it just completely disappeared from the website. Wow, that's really odd because you know last time I checked about an hour ago and there were you know more than 500 people watching the video is that number one and now it seems to have completely disappeared and I thought to myself well, okay well maybe maybe the person at before it's news who posted it because I think folks know I don't post my own videos on there I don't even have an account on before it's news it just gets picked up by um, certain individuals that do and it's usually the same three people or and I don't know if they're actually their real names but uh, the same three people on before it's news post my video so out of curiosity I went to the page that shows you all the videos that these individuals post just to see if it had been taken down because I thought well that would explain it if the person took it down then okay then it wouldn't be there but it was still there when I went on that list and I got out of the trending list and I went into, you know, the specific videos of these, I don't know what you'd call them, I guess, uh, you know, journalists, if you want to call it that, 
uh, people who post that before it's news and uh, the video is still there there was still over 200 people watching it it should have been listed in the trending videos and it had just disappeared and I thought to myself wow and then I really started to go back in my mind and think okay well what was it about that conversation that might have been objectionable and it didn't take me long to connect the dots there we were talking a lot about controlled opposition in alternative media that was a big theme in our conversation and then it gets essentially shadow banned on before it's news within less than a day and so i posted that on on uh, telegram just to let everybody know it's not a really about wanting to see my videos being in the top 10 and before it's news the point is is that this video was taken down essentially by the website that so many of us including myself go to on a daily basis to get information right on the heels of us talking about controlled opposition and alternative media and i think that raises a whole host of questions i mean certainly we talked a lot she talked a lot about general flynn she talked about juan Mike Gill was tied into that conversation for good reason. And just like that, the powers that be at Before It's News, whoever they are, decided that that was not a video that they wanted people to watch. They didn't want people to see that in the trending videos, certainly in the top 10, because everybody knows that's what happens. You go to a website, you see what's trending, and most likely those are the videos that you're gonna click on first. So who didn't want that video to be seen and for what reason you know, I can leave folks out there to to ponder that and come to their own conclusions but I think it's fairly obvious that Michelle's on to something and Mike Gill is on to something and uh, like I said during that conversation it was very jarring for me very disturbing quite frankly to hear Mike come out and say all of these things about 107 and I don't really mention Nino all that much. I know Nino kind of got roped into that whole thing, but I really, um, you know, I, I think that quite honestly, I I see Nino as a as a good guy. Uh, I interviewed him not too long ago. I got a good vibe from him. I think he's a he's a patriot. He seems to me like someone who uh, is coming from a good place. Let's just put it that way. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. I only had one conversation with him, but. It was a good conversation, and not only that, we had a bit of a, an off-camera uh, discussion as well. So I got a good vibe from Nino, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm leaving him out of this, you know, this whole drama, um, at least my my commentary of it. But uh, you know, it, it was very uh, shocking to me when I heard all of these things about Juan and um, you know his connection to Flynn. I mean, people know that I haven't really been throughout this entire journey, focusing all that much on General Flynn as a source of information. As a matter of fact, I've talked about him more as being a divisive figure when he even comes up in my podcast. So hearing Mike get into that whole conversation about Flynn, well, that wasn't shocking to me, but the connection between Flynn and this division within the Patriot community and controlled opposition and so forth, and with Juan really being at the top of that uh, you know, organization, let's just say. Uh, I mean, as even Carrie Cassidy will tell you that you know, that one uh, is essentially in control of alternative media. 
And I remember the first time that I heard her say that, I, I definitely was very skeptical. And I thought to myself, that doesn't seem right because, you know, alternative media, what, what we do before it's news, this whole you know, community that we have seems to be all about the truth. It seems to be all about getting information out there. Yeah, there's various different narratives, there's disinformation, there's all of that is a part of the equation. But I'd be honest with you folks, I didn't look at alternative media through that lens at all of it being controlled. I thought that the whole reason that people are gravitating in this direction is because it's not controlled. And now I have to say, I'm questioning that quite a bit. You know, I mean, Michelle talked about her own experience at a network, and I'm not going to mention the network because she told me not to bring it up by name, certainly during my interview with her and I'm just going to respect that but I think probably a lot of folks out there know the same network that Mike Gill has talked about that offered him a bunch of money if he was just going to keep quiet about Flynn they were going to give him his own show and and, and on and on and on and, and Michelle was a part of that whole equation she also had a show with that media outlet and as soon as Mike Gill turned down that money and turned down that uh Basically, that media show that they were going to give him because he wouldn't accept the terms. Michelle was gone the next day. And like I say, everybody knows the connection between those two. There was no way that they were going to keep Michelle Moore on if they had to get rid of Mike Gill. Because neither one of them were willing to compromise. Neither one of them were willing to, essentially, uh, sign up for... Uh, to be a disinformation agent. Because if, I mean, look, folks, if somebody says to me, if somebody came to me and offered me a position, a job somewhere, doing podcasting, doing media work, and threw a whole bunch of money at me and said, you can have all of this, but here are the things that you can't say, and here are the things that you can't say. Here are the things that you can talk about, and here are the things that you can't. I'm aligned with Mike and Michelle. I would say, no, thank you. Don't get me wrong, folks. I mean, it's not as if I couldn't use the money. And uh, I'm not uh, putting myself on a pedestal as a perfect person. I'm definitely, uh, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. But I just could never operate that way. And, um, you know, my integrity wouldn't allow it. So, you know, I hear all this stuff. And, you know, it's one thing to hear it, but it's another thing to actually experience it for yourself. And I think that's what Michelle was talking about, is that once you have your own experiences that gives you your own personal awakening, uh, changes the landscape. It changes the way that you view things. It's, it's, it's unavoidable. And having this video taken down, I think is a really powerful example of what she's talking about and, and for me it's actually you know it's 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 affecting me now I'm actually seeing how this censorship works you get into certain topics even in alternative media they can shadow ban you they take the videos down and 
and it raises a lot of questions and I'm not in a position at this stage where I'm willing to point fingers at anybody but something is clearly wrong there's definitely some force or forces behind the scenes that are trying to silence certain topics and certain voices and um I have to say that, uh, you know, I don't ultimately know who's who in terms of like who's good and who's bad. I've said many times the jury is still out on everybody, but I do think it's a very important litmus test. If, well, there's a couple of things that I've learned. I'll go back to uh, what I said about Jim. You know, if somebody is uh, coming out against Trump um, and attacking without any substantive evidence, without anything to really uh, to move the needle in terms of anybody's opinion, then that's kind of a barometer as far as I'm concerned. I'll just leave it at that. And I will say also that um, you know, people out there in the community aren't willing to have a conversation. There are certain folks out there, like Juan O'Savin, for example, won't come on my show talked about this many times it it definitely gives me pause and it makes me wonder why and then I listen to Mike's analysis I listen to what Michelle has to say and you know clearly we all recognize that there's division and infiltration in the movement at a certain point in time you know things start to line up and you know you have to ask yourself some pretty uncomfortable questions I mean, I think if somebody's not willing to come on and have a conversation and lay out their viewpoints and take perhaps questions that are a little bit challenging, I, you know, I, I'm suspicious as to why that is. And I'm not, like I say, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody out there. I'm not calling anybody good or bad. I'm just saying that something's going on. And... We're going to have to wait and see, of course, how all this plays out. I mean, I mentioned during the interview that if things move in a certain direction and we see a lot of the stuff that Mike Gill talked about in terms of Trump's three options and the way that he reads the board, and I mean, if, if stuff starts to, to, to move more in that direction, um, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow the truth wherever it goes. I really am. And, um, you know... I hope that's not the case, if you really want the truth, because so much of the analysis that I've done has been based upon individuals that I'm now beginning to question. Um, but it's also forced me to, to examine, you know, what is it that I really feel comfortable and confident about, that I really feel... has been the, the solid pillars of the foundation that's, that's formed my outlook on this whole on this whole war. And those things are still in place. I mean, the Q drops, my own intuition, my belief in President Trump, these things haven't changed. And yeah, there's been a whole bunch of different events that have occurred, some of which we anticipated, some of which we haven't. And no doubt that's going to continue as 2024 unfolds. But 
that's always really been the cornerstone for me is my own instinct. And it's based upon what brought me here. It's certainly informed by all of the information that I receive from guests, from the news, etc. But really, at the end of the day, it's, it's about my own discernment. And I always maintain a certain level of objectivity about the whole situation. As much as I want to believe a certain thing doesn't necessarily make it true. But do I see more evidence pointing in the direction that I've been talking about for this entire time? By the way, I'm coming up on almost three, I'm almost at three years. For three years, my narrative, my general outlook, my general take hasn't really changed all that much. I've been wrong about a couple things. We all have. But it's not like you're suddenly hearing me say Trump is bad or you're not like suddenly hearing me take a radically different shift or turn in my narrative to confuse everyone. And that's not what I'm about. Because, you know, the truth is, folks, is that I'm not. I'm not operating from a place of being married to a specific outcome, a specific narrative. I just want the truth, and I just want this this war to be won. I want this enemy to be defeated. And it's like I said to Michelle, if, if I'm wrong about certain things, and I, I fully admit that I've been wrong about certain things, I'm happy to be. If that If me being wrong means that, you know, we we get to victory, we defeat this enemy. If I'm wrong about the ways in which we get there, so be it, as long as we get there. It's always been about following the truth. And I didn't imagine that it was going to get this complex when I started. I thought that you know, I thought that the people that I was listening to in the beginning and even, you know, not that long ago where, you know, I, I just thought that they were trustworthy people. And, and I never imagined that there was going to be a time that I was going to wake up one day and see one of my videos that has so much good information and so much great analysis that so many people are resonating with be taken down unarguably the number one alternative media site in the world. I didn't think that that was going to happen, and here we are. And so I'm now starting to have my own personal experience here about what's forced me to question this, you know, my, my assumptions about alternative media. And there are strange things that happen all the time, folks. i got to be honest. It's not just on uh, before it's news. I mean, on Rumble... For example, sometimes I'll go in and I'll see a certain view count on one of my videos and rumble and then I'll refresh and all of a sudden a thousand, two thousand views will just vanish, disappear. Same thing with subscribers. I mean, I know that some people do subscribe and unsubscribe, but there's some strange things that go on. And I'm not the only one who's talked about this, who's experienced this. And it leads you to question. How deep does this infiltration into our movement go? And who's really involved? And who can you really trust? And I can't answer that question for all of you. 
because I'm still pondering it myself. But I, I go with my gut, with my intuition. Am I, am I probably going to have to admit at certain points in time that I was duped by someone, that I was fooled by certain people that are very, very good at deception? Yeah, probably. But so be it. I don't have like this ego preoccupation thing where I have to be right about everything. I'd rather just be able to look back and say, well, at least I was, I may not have been right, but at least I was being honest about where I was coming from, about my, my viewpoint. I mean, it's, uh, it's very sobering when something like this happens and, um, It just calls a lot of things into question. And I'm at a place in the journey right now where I'm really probably staying more or, or, or looking at my, my outlook as more open-minded, even though I never really would have described myself as being closed-minded. I'm, I'm more open-minded now than I've ever been in terms of, you know, who's, who's really telling the truth. As I have... I have to be honest about my overall assessment. And, and right now, I, I have to say that I'm having some serious doubts about a lot of individuals that I had previously trusted. And while it's an uncomfortable place to be, spiritually, emotionally, and so forth. Um, ultimately, I think it's a good thing. Because like Michelle said, you know, if you talk to people for long enough, they'll tell you who they are. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, that's really what, what I'm going through right now is my own sort of great awakening revelation period where I'm going to have to come to terms that not everything was as I thought in the Patriot movement. Now, again, Am I trying to communicate any sort of doubt about the Q operation? No. About Donald Trump? No. Am I changing anything about my overall narrative or my overall analysis? No. But am I a lot more suspicious about certain individuals in the movement and, and the overall paradigm of alternative media being a controlled operation to a large degree? Yeah, I am. I'm going to be honest about that. But I'm going to continue to do what I do. And, um, you know, still going to have guests on the show, still going to do my interviews, still going to bring you guys hopefully good information or interesting information. And we'll continue to navigate this together. But um, I think for me, the lens has gotten a little bit sharper and now I'm sort of in that place where it's like I've said recently so much of how I'm going to view the path forward is going to depend upon where these chips fall in the next several weeks pertaining to the Trump trial this whole border situation. And by the way, I'm gonna do a, a much more in-depth report on all of these issues. I think tonight, 
hopefully tonight, maybe tomorrow, but uh, I'm finishing up some preparation uh, for a full situation analysis report. So I'll, I'm going to go into these, drill into these issues in a lot more detail on my next one. But, um, you know, from a sort of macro sense uh, perspective, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm looking at where all of the chips are going to fall over these next several weeks. And I think there's going to be some really strong indications at that point as to whether or not the story, the general narrative that you know, Mike Gill and Michelle are talking about is the truth or whether or not perhaps it's a lot more complicated and there are certain things that they don't know and maybe information that they don't have. I'm willing to stay fluid and see how things how things shake out but it is disturbing to me and I think it should be disturbing to all of you who are my audience who resonate generally with my my interviews and my analysis and there's a reason you keep coming back to my channel so you should all be disturbed in the same vein as I am in the same way because this is a, for me, this is a trusted platform. I'm not suggesting that you know, all the information on there is good information, but I, I, I mean just in terms of the free flow of information and lack of censorship. I didn't think that I would ever see something like that on Before It's News, and I now have. I know that it wasn't an accident. And like I said, there have been some, there are some strange things that go on on these other platforms too, Rumble, Telegram, And so, you know, I think the point is, is that we have to remind ourselves that ultimately at the end of the day, our real source of power, our real source of strength is our connection to God first and foremost. But really, it's we the people. It's our unity. It's us seeing through and being willing to walk down this path to see through all of their deception, however long it takes to discover who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. But really... It's we the people, the masses, our collective consciousness. That's what I have faith in. My faith starts with God and it, and it trickles down to all of you. I believe in humanity. I believe in a better world. And I know that we're going to get there. It's just a question of whether or not it's going to be by following the path that I always anticipated and whether or not the things that Q talked about are actually going to come to pass or whether there's going to be some deviation and we're going to go in a different direction but you know even as much as I'm even as much as I talk about the Q drops and I and I talk about that being a, a basis for my foundation of belief it goes even beyond that my real belief is in all of us it's in America. It's in humanity. It's in the concept of freedom and sovereignty and free will and self-determination. Our ability to discern, our ability to, to craft and pioneer this new world, a better world. That's what I believe in. So even if it turned out that the Q drops were a psyop that was, was always intended to well, let's just say to do something negative, you know, to get people to uh, 
to not unify or all of these things. I mean, you, everybody out there knows the, uh, the, the basic argument you know, that the whole Q-drops are a PSYOP thing. And I mean, look, even if it turned out to be true, and I don't think it is, but even if it did turn out to be true, it wouldn't shake or change my beliefs, my determination, my resolve to continue this fight because the reality of the matter is whether it was a psyop or not we're now all awake and once you're awake once your eyes have been opened once you realize the real paradigm of what you're dealing with the fight's on and it never stops it's never going to stop it may take on different forms if things go in a direction that we're not anticipating but that doesn't change our ultimate goal, which is victory, truth, justice. We're going to get there one way or another, regardless of who our enemies really are. And I think as time goes on, they're going to be revealing themselves more and more. It's going to get more and more obvious. This divide is going to, to form. We're going to see. Everyone's going to have to pick a lane. But I know where I stand. And I'm very comfortable with where I stand. And I've had to learn, just like all of you, to be to be comfortable and confident and to be able to stand in that place firmly in your spiritual grounding, even amidst all these unanswerable questions. And just know that God's going to sort it all out. He's brought us here for a specific reason. If God brings you to it, he can bring you through it. And so I don't place my faith in, in any individual out there. And even though I believe in the Q-drops, I don't put my faith in the Q-drops. It's a, it's a manifestation, I suppose you could say, of, of what I believe. A, a manifestation of my faith in this operation is my belief in the Q-drops. But that's not what it all hinges upon. It all hinges upon what's inside of all of us, if you really want the truth. At the end of the day, what's going to determine victory or defeat in this war is going to be what's inside of the human heart. And by the way, you know, I don't think that there's any way that evil <laughs> is going to defeat the Lord. I just, it doesn't work that way. And even though certain people might not like it, when I say God wins, well, too bad. God wins. There's no possible way that this evil, this darkness is going to is going to tear down the light. It's going to tear down all of us. It's going to tear down our hearts and souls and enslave us. It's just not going to happen. We've made that commitment. We made the decision to be here. I firmly believe it. I also firmly believe that it wasn't just our decision. It was a joint decision that we were chosen. We were chosen and we accepted it. We've all walked into the office that we were destined to. And we're going to see this thing through one way or another, folks. And that's the thing about truth and revelation is sometimes it can be painful. Sometimes it can be really heartbreaking if you want the truth. When you realize that not everything is what you thought, not everybody is who you thought they were. But in the end, that's why we, put our, we don't put our faith in man. 
we put our faith in God. And that faith that we have in God is manifested when we come together, we connect with each other, we built this digital family together, these connections that we share are priceless because they're all rooted in something pure, they're rooted in the spirit. And that's where I'm finding myself more and more, you know, gravitating in that in that direction away from away from the, all these different narratives and trying to toggle through them all and figure out which one's the right one and really looking within and trusting my own intuition, my own spiritual compass, my own moral compass. And I always have, but more and more the deeper we get into this journey, I think it, it's becoming absolutely vital for each and every one of us to do that. So um, you know, that's where I'm at this morning. Uh, like I said, I'm going to do a full situation analysis report, hopefully at some point over the next couple of days. I know folks out there are really looking forward to uh, hearing some more detailed analysis, and I am going to bring that to you. Certainly, I'm going to be making more of an effort uh, in the coming months to, to balance things out a little bit more so I can do more situation analysis and uh, more of my own content. I'm still going to do the interviews, but that's something else I think I'm, I'm realizing more and more is that folks are continually come back to my channel, not just to hear the interviews, but also to hear my perspective. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bringing that to you folks, hopefully, uh, like I said, this weekend, but moving forward uh, more regularly than I have uh, in recent months. In 2023, Particularly the second half of it was a really, really difficult year for me. And a lot of that stuff I'm still going through, and that's also a part of it, uh, which is, you know, it's just the age-old problem of not having enough time, not having enough energy to be able to do all the things you want to do as regularly as you want to do them. But I am uh, mindful of that, and I'm certainly going to be making more of an effort to move in that direction, give you guys more of my own content. So... I'm going to sign off now, but I uh, just want to remind everybody, I love each and every one of you. You're amazing. I think that I, by far, have the best audience, the most loyal audience in this entire Truther Patriot community, alternative media community. I think that, uh, I mean, I can, I can certainly say that statement and admit that I'm biased because it's my audience, but quite honestly, folks, I don't think there are any, any other digital communities and families out there that compare to what we have. And uh, there's not a single day that goes by that I don't thank God for it and for each and every one of you. I just want to say thank you for being so supportive, so patient. I know it's been a very emotional stretch uh, for the audience with a lot of the information you've heard on my channel. I just want to say that I, I, uh, I appreciate everybody out there still being supportive. And even when you hear things on my channel that you don't agree with, it's good to know that a, a vast majority of people out there still know who I am and what I believe and that my, my core hasn't changed. And, uh, but, uh, it truly is a blessing. It really is. So, All right, folks. I'm going to sign off now. God bless. Godspeed. Have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully I'll be back tonight or tomorrow with that situation analysis report. But until then, God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.